Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We're live outside Collector Cafe, but not at the old Leichhardt. I've got Chris Paulos joining me today. Good morning, Peter. Hosted by Peter Otis. I always get that. <laughs> I like talking about myself. Anyway, I gotta say who I am. Um, but we're at a, we're outdoors at Rhodes. Uh, we're at Chabello Cafe. Yeah, Chabello um, Warehouse. And they've got a cafe in between the warehouses as well, which is great. And we've got we're surrounded by a range of a range of decades and countries. Magnificent and cars. Beautiful cars that you will never see on the road. And, and then this happens what every couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, every, every month at the moment, but probably you know, increase the frequency as during well. Doing some of that. Yeah. So I mean, we might as well plug where we find out with a collector. Yeah, go to at collector cars uh, with a K, with a K. on on, uh, on Insta and uh, click the cars on on Facebook. And you'll see dates down at Roads here in uh, Spot on. Sort of great coffee, great cars. And great people. And we'll, we'll go through some of the cars, but we've got one special car here. We've got Peter Landon, the owner of a very unique car, because a lot of them probably got crushed because of the Japanese. What do we got, mate? What are we looking at? So we're looking at a 1971 Nissan Skyline GT, which has been totally restored in Australia. Uh, and it's best called a, uh, a tribute to the GTR, but in reality it's an outlaw, um, very different to the original GTR, other than the body shape. The body shape is faithful, but everything else um, has basically been taken over the top. Yeah, so that were the original Skylines, weren't they? This is the granddaddy of uh, Not of quite, the because the, the Skyline actually, the name was um, uh, allocated by Prince, yep. uh, which was a uh, car company formed after the Second World War, from an aircraft company so that with aircraft technology Prince was formed and they went into cars so there was a, a, an early Skyline which was um, pretty nondescript mm -hmm. but the one that most people know is the Prince Skyline uh, GT which um, was very successful in racing in Japan um, 300 actually came to Australia and a few of them actually raced at Bathurst uh, so the so origins been early set when what period we're, we're talking, talking about mid mid 60s mid 60s mid 60s yeah and the uh, takeover of uh, Prince by Nissan was in 66. So the first few cars produced by, uh, or Prince cars produced by Nissan, were actually had the two names, Nissan Prince, yep. and ultimately then they went straight to Nissan. To Nissan. Yeah. And so yours is a coupe, I believe? Yeah, two door. Um, so the four door uh, Nissan Skyline um, started in 1969. Um, and then they went to the two-door uh, in 1971, uh, really to take weight out. They had tremendous racing success between the four-door and the two-door. Between the two, so from 69 through to, say, 72, they won 50 races pretty much in a row. Nothing could beat them. It was like a touring car class in Japan? Yeah. 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 And, 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 and what, that just basically shortened the, the platform to, yeah. to, to reduce weight? I guess. Yeah, reduce weight, uh, make, it, uh, make it more nimble. Um, yeah, and, and just keep up with the um, the, the opposition. Um, the until the rotaries came out, they were absolutely dominated, yeah. and uh, they became immortalised. So the the GTR name, uh, they were actually pipped by Suzu Ballet. Yes. Uh, also in um, around about 1969, this is a Ballet GTR, which is a very rare car. Uh, but Nissan a few months later also. So who copied who? Who knows? Oh, who but knows? it's very. Uh, the first first two cars I understand in the world to have the moniker GTR, so it's GT Racing. Yep. Yeah. And and I like the period collectors. Those, those the Japanese used to love putting the, their review mirrors 
sort of on the wings the front, on the front. That's sort correct. Of that, that that was what was law at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Do they? I mean, do they serve it? Can you see a blind spot from it? Do they work? They're pretty pretty bad to tell you the truth. Yeah. Uh, even if they're set up properly, they're very limited. You know, um, vision. So I guess that's why they went to uh, side mirrors in the end. Yeah, and how big yeah. do your, your arms have to be to move it while you're driving? <laughs> <laughs> do you need a golf club like a three? I could say or? something rude here, but I won't. <laughs> well, we're socially distant. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a beautiful. It's, it's like, and they are quite rare because the Japanese, they're not very sentimental. They crush everything yeah. after a certain amount of years. No, I mean, that's the, correct. Um, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of cars were crushed. Uh, the ones that remain um, all have rust. So it took me 18 months to find that one in Japan, and the criteria was to find the one with the least amount of rust. So that's not an Australian delivery. You, you no. found that. So, oh, yeah, I'd search in Japan. When did you go over? Oh, I've been going to Japan for uh, over 40 years. But oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I go to Vegas every year. <laughs> is, there a reason? is it for work, or is it just like you enjoy the place? Is it? Oh, well, now, now you get the life history. Um, <laughs> So I studied Japanese at uni uh, oh, wow. back um, in the late 60s, early 70s. Wow, that was quite unique, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, yeah, yes. and there was no particular reason other than it sounded like a good thing at the time. Right. Um, however, I made some Japanese friends. Uh, I wanted to get out of Australia as soon as I graduated, so I went on a jumped a ship. That's all I could afford and went yeah. to Japan when I was 21. Um, and I arrived in February 71. That two-door came out in March 71. And... That and, and a lot of other Japanese cars at the time, like uh, twin cam Salikas. I mean, a number of cars with twin cam engines. I mean, you've got to cast your mind back to Australia. Uh, I can't remember what model Holden, but it was you know, still a column shift. That would have been HQs were just coming out. Yeah, uh, probably, yeah. Drum, drum yeah. brakes, um, you know, basically not much get up and go. Mm. So to find cars with twin cam motors, um, yes, often di uh, certainly disc brake front end, five-speed gearboxes, uh, I mean, it was just mind-boggling. Mind so it was kind of a the start of a golden era in Japan uh, for a number of cars, uh, and that that you know, the, the Nissan GTR, um, yeah, very, very significant. And you can't underestimate Prince. They they um, had the they were the most advanced in terms of motorsport in Japan. Had a lot of successes under their own name, and that car was actually designed by a Prince engineer, um, Shinich, uh, Shinichiro Sakurai. He was instrumental in all the designs of the, uh, the GTRs and um, uh, right up until the R32 and including the R32. So were you in a cars when you got there or they just their car culture just sw swamped you up when you, when you arrived? No, I, I was into cars since I was three years yeah, old. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> my earliest memory is a pedal car that and, I received on the third And birthday. leaving Australia at the age of 21 and it's not like now, well not now because of COVID, but you know, we, we take travel for granted. We're back in those days. Uh, yeah. There wasn't. It was tourism was a very limited industry, and for you to step out in Japan as a as a young gun, seeing things that you probably never ever seen before in your life. Yeah, I mean, it was to total uh, culture shock. It took took about six months to sort of acclimatise to Japan. I was there yeah. for twelve months, uh, and but strangely, uh, from Japan up to twelve months, I went to Europe. Well, it took me about three months to sort of okay. acclimatise back the other way to the west. Um, but was, was it bloody expensive in 1971? <laughs> well, it was cheaper to go by ship than it was to fly. Okay. <laughs> and, and so yeah. I went by ship. But uh, 
you imagine a 21 year old um, oh, God, five, five weeks at, at port hopping to yeah. Japan. It was, yeah, 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 it was pretty damn it's good. It's amazing, and we're going to see Peter again. Peter's got a you've got a large collection of cars, I believe. So, well, gonna, a fair collection, a fair collection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, that's appropriate uh, to all of us older gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. well, well, thank you for that story, and, and and we'll visit you again. You're a friend of the podcast, so we'll we'll, we'll catch up again in the future. Okay, thank but you very like, much. Like I said, we'll put some photos on on, on the web page on, on the Instagram page. In, in, of the skyline, it's just an amazing car. There's a lot of history there. Beautiful. And, and I've got an affinity with early '70s Nissans and Datsuns. When I was born, my grandfather bought my mother a Datsun 1200. Okay. An orange one. Yep. They wanted the 1600. I think I've said this story before. They wanted the 1600, but they were like so popular um, that all that was on the on the lot was a 1200. Yeah. And so she got a 1200, and it was. In the family for a while, oh, nice. uh, and are very little reliable little cars. Yeah, well, I mean, all those cars are starting to bring big money now. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I've got some kind of like an affinity to the to the early Nissans. Well, thank well, you, Peter, for uh, sharing that story. Oh, well, yeah, thank you. Excellent, Pete. Thanks very much. Thanks thank for you. coming this morning too, by the way. No, no. Uh, that yeah. fantastic. Uh, yes, of course. I'll, I'll that give is you. that is in the keeping of um, who's that Porsche aftermarket manufacturer in Japan. Ed. All right, continuing on, we've got it's going to be yeah. sort of cut and shut. Yeah, we've got yeah. a few people coming through with, with all their cars, and uh, we, we'll, Chris and I will go through some of the cars here. I mean, Herbie the Love Bug's driving past. Yeah. So. <laughs> but at the moment, we've got Adam here. Adam's uh, an owner of an MX-5. What, Indeed. What, what model? Uh, you can just see it there. It's that dark green one. So it's a 1997 NA. NA, uh, one yes. of the originals with the pop-ups. Yeah, it's Australian-delivered. MX-5 owner. Oh, oh, I've got NC. My daughter's got an NC. Yes. So um, yes. with a hard top. Yeah. But yours is uh, quite special. What did you do to it? Uh, with it? <laughs> so I haven't done much to it. It is relatively yeah. stock, um, which is unusual for an NA. Uh, last year I quit my job and drove around Australia for three months. So you just got up and thought, you know what, I must go for a drive. It's really the most unusual car to go around Australia in. Yeah. To yeah. take a friend or you had only enough room for it's your bag? Only enough room for your bag. And it's hard to convince someone to drop what they're doing for a few months. Yeah. Get, so. Um, did you document it or did you? Yeah, yeah? I did. Um, where, where can people, uh, where's your, did you have a post? Or Instagram. Instagram? Yeah, what's your Instagram? Uh, plug, plug away. My name, Adam underscore Garth, G-A-R-T-H, yeah. And it's you all documented there. it all there? Yeah, a couple of magazines have picked it up. Did you Did you go clockwise or anti-clockwise? Anti-clockwise, went up to Cairns first. So you went the long way. If you go, oh no, anti-clockwise is a short way. What do you mean? If you go around Australia, Anti-clockwise, because you're on the left side of the road, you save 20 kilometres. Oh, okay, 20 kilometres. You save 20 kilometres wow. being on the inside lane. Oh, where if you go clockwise, seriously. it's on the outside of Australia. That's so funny. Longer yeah, terms. So Longer there you go. But how many kilometres? I've not even it? not even thought about that. There you go. 23,081. But the way you went there, you could see the coastline on your side all the way. Yeah. So you did. That didn't play into my Love decision Herbie. making, but it's good. Love Herbie. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you know what? Yeah. So without, I mean, the the car travel for. Flawlessly, there was no. Uh, no. Had to replace a head gasket in Mount Isa. Oh, okay. Uh, so I was there for a week. Yep. Um, then just fixed up some oil leaks in Perth, but I was going to stay there anyway. So that yeah, was yeah. A big deal. So you had a great, yeah. Yeah, so a few thousand dollars in repairs that I wasn't expecting. Okay. Which is annoying when you're living out of your stadium. So yeah, yeah. That yeah. was difficult, but yeah. it was fine. Well, I can't really expect anything different for that sort of car. Yeah. Roof up, roof down. 
mostly roof up. Roof up. You're just cooking in the desert. Yeah. There's no point putting the roof down. Yeah. <laughs> Not very enjoyable. We, we had a Mustang convertible on our honeymoon. In the oh, yeah. States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we'll, and I've never, I never had a convertible before that. I was yeah. wondering, why is everyone driving with their roofs up in yeah. the middle of the desert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, the yeah. aircon makes a difference. So yeah. It has right. good aircon, so roof yeah. up, aircon on is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a British racing green. It's not one of those limited. It's just a standard no. Um, as far as I'm aware, it's one point eight. Yeah, one point eight. Yeah, it has the open rear diff where some of them came with the yeah. LSD. It's got the tan leather interior. Nice. It's good. It was a low mileage tidy car when I bought it. Um, <laughs> How many k's? It's it? now. I bought it with one hundred and eight. Yeah. I put about fifty on it in the past year and a half. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and, 20, and half of that was around Australia. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you, you must love it. Yeah, yeah, I bought it to drive it. Driven it a lot. Yeah. Well, hey, well, thank you for sharing that, no. that story on the podcast. Thank and, you. And I hope everyone, all the listeners, can go to Adam's page and, and see some of the happy snaps. But yeah. Yeah, fun. absolutely. I don't know. There's a few photos up there. Yeah. A lot of people seem pretty interested in you know, a big stupid trip in a tiny car. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's that's it. And Australia is a unique place, and it's yeah. it is a long way around. So um, I think. So, uh, I think absolutely in this climate at the moment when international travel is banned and whatever else. Well, that's the thing. Really good idea to check out what we got in our own. So, it might even be tough to do out. around Australia yeah. as well because um, is there any tips? Have you got tips? I mean, did you do any research or did you just get up and say, you know what, um, I'm just doing it? Not a lot of research. Okay, so you didn't get caught out in any floods. Mm. I've heard stories no. where the, the, the flash floods in Northern mm. Territory can block the roads for a week or so or anything like that. I know in the tropics they have a wet season and dry yeah. season so I decided to head north first so that I'd get through the northern part of Australia sure. during the dry season yeah. before it started raining yeah. especially because my roof is leaky yeah, so yeah. I just didn't want to <laughs> and did you follow just the route one just yeah pretty yeah. much route with one some exceptions route. pretty much yeah. highway one Beautiful. including Tasmania so, so it's it's all sealed it's quite safe yeah yeah. yeah yeah exactly it's quite easy to drive yeah. it's all not right. really that big well, a deal that's great well thank you for sharing that with us thank and, you um, good to meet you pleasure cheers thank you Look at these guys. Well, Chris has found Ben from this large crowd this morning. Ben's got a, a pretty unique cover with an amazing unique, car. It's a 911 Speedster. What year model is that, Ben? It's a 1989, 3.2 litre. Uh, one of 21 delivered in 89. Uh, totally factory, original colour. Nothing's been changed since the day it got delivered. Do you know, Ben, it, it is special, but I, I think the car's pretty useless next to the 911 number plate that he's got. <laughs> how, how the hell did you... I'm not going to ask you how did you There's buy it. There's a little bit it. of a convoluted story there, but I eventually... You don't care if we talk about your plates Timing. and stuff. Like, <laughs> a car with a plastic shell on it that looks like a Ford Capri. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being a condescending prick. No, no, sorry, Ben, but it makes not a not hot car. But that, that the plate is next plate. level. Next level. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, took me a little while to get it. Uh, knew, that, knew the person that had it. And um, just a... Circumstances fell my way, and, uh, and timing was right. So it was going back. What year was that, Ben? That roughly. I'd have to be good. ten years. Ah, that's good. Yeah, good, good timing ago. on the price. And, I, and I things we, I mean, those of you who don't know, I mean, it's a 911 number plate. It's a numerical three-digit plate. Vintage plate. A, a vintage plate. Traditionally, the smaller the, the digits, oh. were like one or two or three-digit plates are like astronomical. Over, over 150 right. grand. House of price, right. the price, yeah. price of houses. Not when it's a unique number like that. Um, but even five and six digits are trading in the tens of. Oh, easily 30, 100. 30, 40, 50. Yeah, I, I so, sold my five digit mm, 10 years ago for 16,000. Yeah. I thought that was a good price. So they're, they're, a, great, yeah, they're a great investment. Everyone's thinking, oh, geez, if they get higher, they bloody do. And You've got some Japanese tourists on your car, too, yeah. by the way. 
So how is the speed so I mean it's it's love the speed so only good for sunny days. Yeah. So if the weather wasn't good, it, I would have been in trouble today. But right. no, it's great, I love it. Um, I've had it now for twenty years. Wow. I think I'm the third owner. Wow. Uh, I bought the car originally from Jeff Dutton in Melbourne. Oh. Okay. And I uh, know Jeff very well and, and uh, love it and I'll never sell it. So Good on you, Ben. It doesn't have a roof? Like, it does have it a roof. It does, yeah. Very rake-looking roof. Manual. manual so there's, yeah. there's a process Well, you know, you've got roof. a spider in front of you here, yeah. brand new yeah, spider. Yeah, That's a manual roof. And there's John, the owner, right yeah. next to us. Yeah. We're just talking about the yeah. manual roof in his 89 Speedster. John, you've obviously got... John, come on. Let's get back. Hi, John. Welcome, John, to the podcast. So, John's got a... Yes. Yes. So John's got, a, John's got a Boxster Spider. Beautiful. No, one of the new ones. No, no, uh, no, it's actually just a spider. It's just a spider. No, no Boxster name There's anymore. No Boxster. It's, it's just a, a spider. Yeah, they don't attribute it. And and apologies. And when you compare the two speedsters, uh, the spider and the speedster, you can see where Porsche have yeah. tried to keep the same classic cues. Yeah, yeah. And the same as having a manual roof. So yeah. you're, it's either an umbrella or or try and. That's well, right. It's driving the rain or pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or drive quick enough where the rain doesn't get in. Well, it does do that. Yeah. You know? um, That's beautiful. As long as you're moving, you don't, you don't get wet. Love the colour, the red with the, the white and the black wheels. Beautiful, beautiful. combination, yeah. Love it. Love it. I think those two together are shot. With yeah, you can yeah. certainly see the DNA there, can't yep. you? Yeah, yeah, you can. When you're doing side sort of by side. Stuff. When they're side by side, they're, they're, got they're not producing modern speedsters, yes, are they? They, they, they are. are. No, they are. 9912, they just released one. Yeah, it was the last, that right, last of the 991. Yeah, right. And you had to be, I don't know, they had multi power. No, even winning Powerball, you still, there's only yeah. a limited run. Yeah, it, but there's, there's yeah, um, it's not the price. I think yeah, it's not the price, it was the limited run. And yeah, then he come to Australia. Yeah, they did some came to Australia. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple in Australia. You've got PTS colours, paint to sample yeah, colours, yeah. 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 all special wishes orders. And just about all of them went paint to PTS. Yeah, yeah, just about all of them. Incredible. I don't think. Oh, actually, no, I've seen a, a guard's red one on, on YouTube not that long ago. It looked awesome. Yeah. I don't think you can go wrong with any colour. But it's a, it's a unique. Porsche, Absolutely, the, the, the spiders Absolutely. and the speedsters. Yeah. They're, they're they're a unique shape. The speedster, speedster is that thing without a roof. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they, yeah, you're right. They did have it's all exactly the what it had is. all the so go fast parts. Yeah. 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 yeah, you're right. So. Except manual only. Yeah. So from the start in '56, '55 is yep. first. '55, three, five, six speedster, mm. and then that's the 30 year anniversary. They finished the speedsters in '58. They ran a few in '59, but yep. finished them in '58. And that's a 30-year anniversary of the three. And was there any? Year. Was that the next speedster after the the 50s model? Yeah. And then after. So uh, after the after the G series speedster, yeah, which was a G series yes. car. Um, then they went to the 964. Speedster. There was a speedster in the 964. And they, 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 they after the 964, there was a 993s. They didn't make speedsters officially. They only made two. One being ordered by Jerry Seinfeld, who okay. who had a 993 <coughs> wide body cab. And took it, sent it back to Germany, yep. and had a speedster made out of the the cab that he had. And then the, this one Porsche made one for themselves for the, the museum. It's so only actually two. So technically, they didn't make them, but there are two that exist, and only one technically that started life as a speedster because Seinfeld's one started as a cab and made it into a speedster. Uh, and then they didn't make any till um, the nine nine nine. Once. Yeah, 9 Oh, no, 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 so 996. Made speeches in 996. 
sorry, 997 they made a split six. Okay. 996 nothing, then 997, and then now 991. 991. And it was the last of the series of the 991, it was pretty much... Well, yeah, I mean, they, they say always last of the series, but then they still keep making them. <laughs> it's a business, got to keep yeah, producing something. But, well, thank you for coming on the show, no, gentlemen. I mean, they're beautiful cars and they bookend... Uh, here at uh, Collector, so thank you for talking Thanks about for it. Thank you. thank you. Well, there you have it. There's a, a morning, a live taping of the show uh, here at uh, Collector Cafe. Well, it's at Chabello Cafe in Rhodes. Uh, go to their uh, Instagram page and, and you'll see regular updates. Uh, they've got their cars for sale online, unique niche cars. You can contact Chris at any time. And you'll see uh, there when they do their uh, cars and coffee on the weekends, once a month at the moment, and now that summer's coming. It'll be a more regular occurrence. So thank you for listening and uh, bye for now.